This host worked as a bartender in England. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Well, who are you? The pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it hearts you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? Uh, Candy's so funny. I, I tell her, I'm like, I got the bump in, and she's like, oh, great. And she's thinking it's like a city of Milton. Or yeah, I thought it was going to be drama. like, these are the days of Carpenter's no, Creek, and no. it's like, it's the stupid is- game. <laughs> <laughs> Did legis- you play it with Jenna? The, I, no, I didn't have one for yesterday. Oh. But, uh, but you know, she would know all of these. Probably like, so. She's very. You, yeah, you she's have smart. a very good track record. Okay? I, I'm, I'm good at guessing stuff. All right. So the way this works is, I describe a bill that has been filed in Tallahassee for the legislative session coming up in a month, and uh, you tell me whether it was filed by a Democrat or a Republican. This is this is a funny, goofy way of us learning what's going on in Tallahassee. It's kind of my, my, my fun way of doing this. Sure. Uh, and also, you know, helping you know what the difference is between the parties, hey, too. I don't represent my gender well or my <laughs> anything, so I'm sorry. Stupid. Senate Concurrent Resolution SCR 270, Equal Rights for Men and Women, Ratifying the Proposed Amendment to the United States Constitution that is no longer eligible for ratification. That's my uh, editorial, but true. Um, uh, ratifying the ERA, Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Yeah, Lori Berman, of course. Uh, Senator Lori Berman. Protection of Medical Freedom, Senate Bill 222, uh, prohibiting the Department of Health from requiring enrollment in state's immunization registry, um, various forms of immunization protection, uh, the ability to not be discriminated against on the basis of vaccination or immunity. Yeah, that's right. Joe Gruder's Republican. That's right. Uh, Let's see. uh, HB 229, taxation of affordable housing, uh, which would allow counties and municipalities to adopt an ordinance that would grant ad valorem tax relief to landlords who rent out their properties to low-income people that qualify for affordable, like if it's an affordable housing unit, they would be able to be up to, and there's various uh, details here, but basically it's designed to uh, give tax relief on the property taxes for affordable housing rentals. Democrat or Republican? Republican. Uh, Democrat, actually. Lindsey Cross. Lindsey Cross filed this one. Uh, and what is it? It's actually kind of interesting. Multifamily units of 50 or larger. If 10% of that inventory is designated as affordable, then they qualify for up to the maximum you could give is a 75% reduction in ad valorem taxes if there are at least 10%. If it's 100%, you can give up to 100%. Then this is, again, cities and counties could pass this rule. That's the idea is that they could waive the ad valorem taxes. And um, they designated, interestingly in the law, would be designated as it's considered property used for a charitable purpose. Instead okay. of property used as much for you know profit, and also in the process, I managed to stumble across the statewide definition of affordable housing. Something that kind of always comes up. Nobody seems to know this definition. Uh, there's kind of hints at it, but basically, um, affordable means that the, you take the average median household income, which is fifty-three grand. If you're using thirty percent or more 
of that on your total housing related costs. So that would be rental and also utilities, insurance, you know, taxes, whatever. If you put all of that together, depending on which, you know, owning or renting, if it's more than 30% of the average median income in Escambia County, which is uh, 1325 a month is your threshold. So if rent plus all that stuff, or if mortgage plus all that stuff is 1325, it's affordable housing. If above, it's not, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. So anyway, this is, this would allow if passed, uh, cities and counties to pass an ordinance waiving part or all of the uh, ad valorem taxing on things that are, are designated at that amount. Uh, SB 294, required instruction in the history of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders requiring uh, an, an addition of the curriculum in the state of Florida that we teach the history of Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, including immigration, citizenship, civil rights, identity, culture, contributions um, and instructional materials to American society. Uh, Republicans or Democrats? Democrats. Tricked you. It's both. Oh, well, it's bi- good. It's a bipartisan. Yeah, it's good, uh, good. Anna Maria Rodriguez and uh, Linda Stewart, both. It's a bipartisan. Cool. Movie. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, storage of... <laughs> <laughs> you're a jerk. But, uh, no, but you're, you're, welcome. Right, you're welcome. You can't win even when you're winning. I know. Uh, HB 277, storage of firearms in private conveyances and vessels. If you're going to have a gun in your car or in your boat, you'd have to have it locked in a utility box, glove box, trunk, uh, and uh, basically you couldn't, have the, you couldn't have the gun available to you uh, under basically any circumstances. Is a Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Yeah, Democrat. Yvonne Hinson, of course. And she withdrew this one, like she filed it and then unfiled it. <laughs> I guess I thought that was already the case. Like, oh, but no, I, I guess is, I don't know. I don't no, carry no. A gun in that and, sheet, and you know, particularly this would okay. be even um, concealed carry. It, it's it seems. I, was to, say, I thought you had to lock it away and then it, show the cop. It seems to try whatever. to override mm-hmm. even the concealed carry permit. So uh, crazy oh. law. But that's. I mean, yeah. she didn't even file. Like she filed it and unfiled it. So that would never pass anyway. All right, traffic on the fives, Candy. This is brought to you by Knox Pest Control, Knox. Knocks them out and taking a look around, we see one accident, but not a slowdown. It's a 29 and Quintet Road. So uh, certainly if you see something or have a traffic tip, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to you for more of our game. I know you thought you were done, but you're I not did. done. I did, yes. HB 269, Public Nuisances. Huh. This lays out a, a whole bunch of behaviors that get defined as public nuisances. And I'm going to give you some of the examples. Um, if you're distributing flyers mm-hmm. that people are throwing on the ground, then you become accountable for the distribution of those flyers because that's littering. Sure. If the flyers have a religious or racist element to them or anti-religious, or mm-hmm. relig- there's exacerbated penalties. If you harass somebody else based on them wearing religious garments or clothing or jewelry or whatever, that becomes an aggravated stalking charge. If you deface cemeteries or religious areas, particularly with uh, like anti-Semitic, uh, you know, like if you paint, paint a, a swastika over a, a Jewish graveyard or something like that, um, projecting images onto buildings without permission, something that's happened recently. Again, exacerbated penalties if it's anti-Semitic or racist and disrupting funeral services. And again, exacerbated penalties if there's a religious, uh, anti-religious or racist element to it. Republicans or Democrats? Democrats. Interestingly, both. OK, good. Yeah. Good, good. Um there are a couple of elements here that concern me, but this is one where it's a you know like sponsored by a couple and then co-introduced by a bunch of other people, including Michelle Salzman. Okay, there's uh, eight Republicans and three Democrats listed on this particular bill. I'm I'm not sure about all of the the pieces, but I I like what it's trying to do. I like what it's trying to do. I'm just always cautious about any kind of hate crimes vicinity legislation oh, 100%, because yeah. it's so hard to I, I don't know just like you know graffiti is graffiti. 
racist graffiti is still graffiti. I don't know that you need to treat it differently, um, but that's kind of where this one is trying to go. Uh, Post-secondary intellectual freedom and viewpoint diversity, HB 311, repeals the law from last year that requires a study of viewpoint diversity in colleges and finding out whether they're tolerant of all views. The one that the Republicans and Governor DeSantis put in, Democrat or Republican, wants to repeal it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is Yvonne Hinson, the same one that wants to ban guns and uh, cars uh, that are available to you. Gay and transgender panic legal defenses. Democrat. I mean, it is, right? It always is. Well, you got to know what the... Oh, I'm sorry. But no, but you're right. It is a Democrat. Um, the, def- the the idea here is there have been some places where people have tried what's called a uh, it's called a gay panic defense, which is like I'm a guy. If a guy hits if another guy hits on me, OK, gay guy hits on me and I get so I'm so psychologically traumatized by that that I beat him up. Let's imagine. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I say I couldn't help myself. I was so freaked out by a gay guy hitting on me that I had to assault him. Or had to batter. Sure. That's gay panic. That gay and transgender, um, you know, basically asking you out on a date or hitting on you is, you know, so traumatic that you can't control yourself in your response. That's the gay panic or transgender panic legal defense. And this wants to prohibit that legal defense. Democrat oh, or Republican. Okay, that's a Democrat. Democrat wow, that's that's yeah. in, that's an interest. I never heard and, of that. And it's that. a super bizarre legal thing to begin with. Like Anyway, okay, so that's just just so you know Let's the go, weird things. Hey, in the world. man, thanks. My ride's closed. <laughs> You're right. Problem you know, solved. Already, yeah. already, already handled. Uh, HB three eighty one, cosmetic animal testing, banning the uh, importation or the sale, manufacture, all of the stuff of cosmetics that are tested on animals, unless, okay, unless, unless. the ingredients cannot be replaced by another ingredient that does the same thing, or there's a particular human health problem that is justified, you know, it needed to be tested this way. Or there are certain federal requirements that require it to be tested this way. But generally speaking, it's trying to make sure that your eyeliner and your blush and your rouge weren't tested on animals. Uh, right. I think that's a Democrat. It is a Democrat. That's uh, right. But Catherine yeah, Waldron. I'm for that. Catherine yeah. Waldron for this one. And uh, last one for this particular segment. We'll come back. Oh There's a gosh. bunch. HB 379, student use of social media platforms, requiring that we teach kids about social media use, how to use it safely, dangers of things like the permanence of social media, um, the dangers of social media in terms of personal security uh, and risk to you, uh, future employment benefits of social media and how you use it appropriately, and then also prohibiting student access to social media platforms during school uh, by the school district's internet so that the school district can't allow it. That's a tricky one technologically, Ooh. but okay, fair enough. So Sneaky. you can't be on Wi-Fi using the school to get your Instagram. Uh, who wants to do this, Republicans or Democrats? I think that's smart. I think it's both. It's actually just Republicans at the moment. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's uh, Brad Yeager and uh, Adam Anderson and Danny Alvarez. They should Alvarez. teach a class. In that, I mean, if, I wish I could go get my all my MySpace stuff back, my, and I was my. My only <laughs> concern about this, I yeah. agree in philosophy with all of it. I mean, I think that the age to use social media ought to be sixteen or eighteen. Uh, frankly, yeah, but it's only for old people. That's right. Yeah, that's come right. On. But yeah. but no, at least older anyway. Um, no. but I some of the stuff to accomplish, I'm not sure. And I know the school day is already pretty packed. That's my concern. Is we keep adding things to be required to be taught in school that are good at what cost? Something has to go. You can't just find more time randomly in the school day. 621 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Join Dr. Widger, the newest orthodontist in town, with Smart Smiles Orthodontics tomorrow at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
Dr. Witcher brings affordable braces, Invisalign, and free consultations to Pensacola. Call or text in your questions for Dr. Witcher, 850-437-1620. Find out how affordable braces are, Invisalign, and book an early free consultation for your child. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. Laura and I really wanted something that was inviting. We didn't want the traditional stuffy jewelry store. We wanted it to be sort of coastal casual, sort of really inviting. A place that was fun, that people could come and enjoy and not feel like they were being pressured. And we were shocked when we were recognized as one of America's coolest stores in 2018. I said, you know, there's not a lot like this in the Southeast, much less Pensacola. And we're really proud of it. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on pep talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. <laughs> well, okay, hotshot. We're going to see what kind of soldier you are. Revelies on 500. karaoke song this is this is one of the few songs that um i both know all the words to and can sing in public <laughs> no kidding yeah, hey so, that's cool oh man our lighten up francis sergeant hulka he's like our bit he's like our big toe our <laughs> six six twenty four on news radio 92.3 david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley will be running for president. That's confirmed by Fox News yesterday. Haley uh, will formally declare her 2024 bid for the White House at an event in Charleston, February 15th. Federal Reserve expected to raise interest rates today by another quarter percent. That would be the uh, smallest increase since they started raising interest rates in March to fight inflation. And I'm excited about this one. One of my favorite cartoons from the 90s and 2000s is coming back. King of the Hill. That's right. Wow. It's been ordered. uh, The revival has been ordered officially now at Hulu. Uh, The original series creators, Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, and Saladin Patterson are all involved. And uh, Mike Judge will be leading the voice cast along with all the original members. So so King of the Hill was not. That was that's that's the rare Mike Judge product that I wasn't into. But uh, I'm, I'm Give not. Give it another chance. I, I, right. Probably it's so. so good. It's probably so good. I so. wasn't either. I was like, oh, there's that mean guy from Beavis and Butthead. But it's. Uh, be, be, okay. So 
Uh, putting idiot <laughs> putting idiocracy out of the running just because it's mm-hmm. its own separate amazing product. Right. Um, Best documentary the, ever made. That's right. Yes. That's well. It's it's future history. That's like future <laughs> news. That's right. Um, but uh, the Good Family. Either of y'all ever watched The Good Family? It was on for like one season, I've and not it was seen the ultimate best. It. it was way better than my transgressors satire of liberalism. It was fabulous. <gasps> oh, The Good Family! The good family. I know the, the last where they, was good. Right. Where they go into the like the the food store, and it's like the varying degrees of ethics that you accomplish by paying more for your watermelon. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up. G O O D E, G O O D E is the uh, the spelling of it. David, thanks so much for the update. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Man, I can't believe you don't like King of the Hill. I don't think I know it well enough, but it was just not. That's that's just one I'm not into. He just did. Um, I'm pulling up traffic right now. Uh, he he. He started that because there was a guy that uh, was calling up and complaining about Beavis and Butthead, and he's like, man, that dang old. <laughs> oh, that's I forgot awesome. what he called him, but he, and that's what he based Boom Hour on, and, and oh, so he made this man. little King of the Hill cartoon. Uh, this is Traffic on the Fives. It's brought to you by Tops Appliances. And watching an accident on 29 in Quintet, but it doesn't appear to be a roadblock. Caution wherever you are. Certainly, if you see something, let us know. This is brought to you by Tops Appliance, uh, featuring freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, ranges, washers, and dryers from GE Hotpoints, Speed Queen, and more. That's Tops Appliance, Highway 90 in Milton, 437. 1620 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. If you are a business owner and you love working on employee benefits plans and comparing dental and vision and uh, looking at HR tools and handling payroll, uh, great, keep doing it. I mean, if that's fun for you, wonderful. If it's not fun for you or you don't like doing it or you just need a little bit more time or you want to make sure that you're giving your employees the best options, you call Torgerson and Causey. They're a comprehensive employee benefits agency and for more than 20 years, They've been helping local businesses like yours and ours do this. Uh, in fact, here at uh, News Radio and Cat Country, for four or five years, we've had them, and they came in. They gave us options. You know, I love that. Uh, they were always responsive whenever we have questions. Just, I mean, basically highest marks. Like, I couldn't give them higher marks, and I've heard from other people, same thing, working with them, just, you know, fantastic. So if you want to have them uh, do a no-obligation review of what your business is doing, they can do that. Just give them a call at 433-9996, or check them out, Torgus and Causey, online at TCB. Benefitsgroup.com. 628 here on News Radio 92.3. Okay, so this is a horrifying story, and I, you know, I don't really have a lot of like commentary on, but just a super bizarre. When we're talking about like safety issues in the internet and understanding bad things that can go on, there's a a woman in Germany who uh, allegedly went online on Instagram and found a woman who looks like her. And then got an accomplice involved to brutally murder her in order to fake her own death. Like, found a lookalike for her and then... And had to murder that yeah, lookalike? And, and, and so what happens is she found this woman and they you know, got to meet up and look, look very similar. And then they, like... I mean, they stabbed her like 50 times really bad and put her in her own car to be found by the authorities so that she could like go into hiding and pretend, you know, that she had died in order to start her life over or something like this. And so when the police were going and looking through, they couldn't figure it out because um, the, the body identified fairly quickly, I guess, as not her. And they're like, what is going on? Why is this? not this person in this car. And then they looked through the owner of the car, the perpetrator here, they looked through her like social media history and she had contacted numerous people who looked like her. She was looking through several people and this is just the one who kind of responded or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, 
Hey, that's a Lifetime movie. That's yeah, so that's awful. A, that's awful. Just horrifying. Um, so that's where they started to form the theory that um, she had murdered one of the women in a, uh, this crazy scheme that she was going to somehow fake her own death and and get away with it. But uh, they say the you know the burden of proof is overwhelming, even though they haven't found the murder weapon yet. But God, like you know. Just when you thought, like, oh, neat, we kind of look alike. So if somebody contacts you, it's like, hey, we look alike, want to meet up? No, 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 we're good. We're good. TJ um, says it's a new Netflix series. It, pre- <laughs> it probably it. will be. That's kind of <laughs> how American culture seems to go these days. All right, 630 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, David Wayne, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? Bond denied for Marcus Spanavello. More on that after this update from Fox. News. I'm Chris Foster. Tyree Nichols' funerals this morning. He died after being beaten by police during a traffic stop in Memphis, Tennessee. Tyree Nichols was a father to a four-year-old son. He's also leaving behind his parents and siblings, like his brother Jamal Dupree. My brother was the most peaceful person I've ever met in my life. Vice President Kamala Harris is expected, as well as the brother of George Floyd. Floyd's death by Minneapolis police sparked months of protests. Fox's Jill Nato. There's some icy roads in Memphis from a storm stretching across eight states. At least three people have died in crashes in Texas. Do not be fooled by what you're seeing or what you're not seeing. It is slick and it is cold out there. Dave Parker with the Arkansas Department of Transportation. 100,000 homes and businesses have lost power. All those in Texas, more than 1,000 flights are already canceled today, mostly out of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. It is 64 degrees, cloudy skies right now in Pensacola. And former President Donald Trump filed a lawsuit in Pensacola accusing veteran journalist Bob Woodward of copyright violations. We learned of that lawsuit yesterday. The lawsuit filed in the Northern District of Florida because Trump's legal team says the defendants transact business within this district. Uh, The lawsuit filed after Woodward released recorded interviews with Trump as an audio book. Judge in Alabama denied bond yesterday for Marcus Spanavello. That's the man charged with kidnapping and abusing a corpse in relation to the, the disappearance and death of Cassie Carley last year. Spanavello was in court in St. Clair County for a hearing that was on the abuse of a corpse charge. It's the second time Spanavello's bond request has been denied there. He's due back in court in March. He was indicted also last week on federal kidnapping charges, and federal prosecutors say he could face a life sentence or even the death penalty if he's convicted. Well, no more needing to deal with an annoying kiosk or downloading pay-to-park apps. Uh, Those will still be options, though, for parking lots uh, downtown in Pensacola, but an easier option is going to be rolling out soon. The 50 cents an hour that doesn't that deters you from coming downtown. It's the experience. And, and we, you know, we know that uh, we've made great strides. Our parking department has in continuing to build that as a good experience. But we think this is another step. Mayor D.C. Reeves says pay by text parking at uh, Blue Lots is going to start on March 1st. Between now and then, they'll be updating signage and launching a marketing campaign to continue raising awareness for the uh, the new option. Marco Rubio backing a new effort designed to help Americans find good-paying jobs. Senator Rubio yesterday co-sponsored the Jobs Act that was reintroduced by Virginia Democrat Tim Kaine and Indiana Republican Mike Braun. That bill would allow Pell Grants to be used for high quality short-term job training. 
training programs. Right now, Pell Grants can only be used at two- or four-year colleges or universities. Some Pensacola Beach residents say an increase in short-term rentals has caused some issues. A proposed ordinance would uh, place more restrictions on what homeowners can do with their rental properties there. First thing we want to do is, is have the the homeowner register that it's a short-term rental. That way we have contact information to be able to contact them if something were to, to happen, if we're having issues. Scabia County District 2 Commissioner Robert Bender, the draft ordinance would require that homeowners get a business tax receipt if they market their home as an event space. It also uh, would include some regulations to address parking and limit how many people would be allowed to stay in one bedroom. There's uh, no timeline on when or if that ordinance will be moved forward. And thanks to a new law passed back in 2021, the state of Alabama getting ready to release 412 inmates from uh, its jails in an effort to address overcrowding issues. Those inmates were due to be released yesterday, but State Attorney General Steve Marshall filed a lawsuit to prevent the release temporarily in order to give notice to the inmates' victims. These people are going from the front door of the prison to the community streets. They're coming right back into the communities. And some of these offenders, particularly in Baldwin County, have records that go back over 20 years. Baldwin County Sheriff Haas Mack uh, speaking with WKRG, and uh, he says his county will see at least nine inmates released. Another nine expected in Escambia County, Alabama. The released inmates will have to wear ankle monitors. It is 635 at News Radio 92.3, and Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. It looks like Avalon is clear through Garson Point Bridge. I had an accident uh, uh, earlier, it's Highway 29 in Quintet in Cantoma, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. Text 437-1620 if you have traffic tips. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Warm and humid day out there again today. Temperatures warming up near 71 degrees with a 10% chance of a stray shower. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62. Rain chance will increase as we go into Thursday. 50% chance of showers, especially in the second half of the day. High on Thursday near 76 degrees. Thursday night, rain chance increases with a low near 48. We'll continue to see the showers into early Friday morning before things clear out. High on Friday dropping to 60 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, we do have a dense fog advisory that's in effect until 8 o'clock. I didn't notice a whole lot of fog on my way in, uh, but that is out there, so you may encounter some fog. 64 cloudy right now in Pensacola, 65 in Gulf Breeze, 63 in Milton. Our next news at 7 o'clock, breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. The head of the FDA has proposed consolidating the leadership of the food side of the agency in response to criticism of its slow response to the baby formula shortages and other food safety concerns. The plan, unveiled by FDA Commissioner Robert Califf, reorganizes the overlapping food divisions by putting a single deputy commissioner in charge of food policy and regulation within the agency. He says putting one official in charge of most food-related issues unifies and elevates the program while removing redundancies, enabling the agency to oversee human food in a more effective and efficient way. A top European union official told Elon Musk Twitter will have to do more over the coming months to prepare for the bloc's new social media regulations. The EU's commissioner for the internal market told Musk during a video call yesterday there are only a few months left before major online platforms like Twitter will have to be fully compliant with the Digital Services Act. On Wall Street, futures are lower. That's your money now. 
This Valentine's Day, send your sweetheart the gift that shines above all others. Name a star after them. I'm Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after your sweetheart and send a beautiful gift package. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for this year's hottest Valentine's Day gift. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks DayQuil High Blood Pressure for max strength daytime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. DayQuil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks DayQuil High Blood Pressure. The daytime, non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. Brian Kilmeade, afternoons at 11. We have so many real problems. Why is this such a big deal? Is because what we experienced for six months with Mar-a-Lago and the outrage that almost two-thirds of the media had and almost every Democratic politician had towards our former president. They want to put him in jail because of it. And then when this president goes on 60 Minutes and says, how can you be so irresponsible? You open yourself wide open. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And joining me now, I have Christian Wagley, who is the Coastal Director for a Healthy Gulf here in uh, Northwest Florida. Christian, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. It's always great to be here. Oh, man, good to have you. I appreciate you taking some time out. I know you're super busy these days. So uh, first thing is I want to talk with you about is the restriction or proposed restriction on the areas in Escambia, Pensacola, and East Bay where the water is adequate for us to have oyster uh, farms. And uh, I think there was even a meeting about this just yesterday. So let's talk a little bit about this for people who just for, for people who might not be familiar with what's been happening with water quality and how it affects oyster farming. Can you maybe give them, and I know it's a lot of material, but can you maybe just give them the 30 second kind of, here's what's been happening and here's why this matters? 
Yeah, sure thing. So um, there are areas of our bays that are approved for oyster harvest. And fortunately, the state, the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services regularly tests those areas for the presence of bacteria that can come from either human sources or potentially from animals, birds, uh, other mammals. Um, and if those, those bacteria are there in higher numbers, it can indicate there could be diseases there that could make people sick if they eat those oysters. So it's very much protecting the public's health. And unfortunately, the trends have been in a very negative direction on that, and they're having to expand the areas of the bay that are closed to oyster harvest. So now the areas that we can draw oysters from, both for aquaculture and for you know for the farms and the wild harvest, has been shrunken down now. And that, that has just been made final in, in the last couple of weeks. And there was a huge meeting yesterday, about 60 people in the room coming together over in Milton to try to talk about finding the cause of this and finding solutions. Great. No, thanks so much. And so what we really have is this question of, you know, where is it allowable? Where is it safe? Because, as you say, we can't have, you know, we already know there's built in risks of eating raw oysters, for example. But, you know, we want to reduce those risks as much as we can. One question, you gave a really good presentation on this to the city of Milton uh, back in November, the presentation for which I had you send me. And I appreciate that. When I'm looking at it, there one of the maps on here shows where oyster farming is happening. And there were two locations that I knew of that I don't see on the map. And so I'm just kind of curious about that. One is right off of Scenic by the high rise, the, the one oyster fishery there. And then the one like at the south end of the Garson Point Bridge. I don't see those represented. I do see a lot of them shown on east of Scambia Bay uh, on the sort of west side of the Garson Peninsula and then kind of scattered all over East Bay, particularly uh, up in the uh, toward the very end of it at the north end of like the, you know, Holly area kind of vicinity. But um, th- those those areas are still operational, right? The ones off of Scenic and the one down by Garson Point. Am I wrong? Well, so I think here's what you're seeing on that map. What you're actually talking about are the locations of the wild oyster beds not farmed oyster beds thank you perfect okay so i don't i think yeah i think that map might not show the actual farms those farms you mentioned are are still there okay yeah um the those darker patches on there are where there are wild oysters that are out there surviving on their own perfect okay so the question then is where are we doing farming and i know it's hard to translate a map to people on the radio, but uh, the proposed or the now, as you say, finalized restrictions, can you maybe just describe a little bit about which water areas have historically been prohibited and now which how that's been expanded? Because the map is pretty dramatic on the expansion. Yeah, it's many thousands of acres uh, of reduction. So oysters have a sweet spot of habitat that they like, right? A little not too salty, not too fresh, kind of right in between. And so they typically have liked being in um, <clears throat> that Escambia Bay area, let's say south of the I-10 bridge, um, down toward Gulf Breeze, and then up in the East Bay, and just coming up just to kind of touch the Blackwater Bay area. That's kind of been their, the core of their habitat, eastern side of Escambia Bay and up in the East Bay. And so um, the area is closer to the river. So as you go north up in Escambia Bay, closer to the Escambia River coming in and in Blackwater Bay going up toward where the Blackwater River comes in, basically imagine a line from those rivers just going south and coming down into the bays. Um, that's kind of the areas that have expanded and unfortunately um, shrunk the areas available for harvest for us. Now, the good thing is it is a protective measure and you can be sure that the state is doing everything they can to protect public health. Yeah, and when you look at, like you said, you know, lots and lots of space removed from the available area uh, because, you know, like you say, we've got the where these areas where the rivers feed into the bay, and that's where you get the not yet the Gulf salt water, but still, you know, no longer the freshwater entirely. Those are the parts, and they've been dramatically reduced. Is this because of 
I mean, is this septic to sewer? Is this rainfall running off of, you know, ground that has fertilizer on it? Is this that and many other things? Like, what are the problems here, Christian? Yeah, I think most um, folks believe it's probably septic tanks. Okay. Are, they're generally the largest contributor in this type of situation. But, yes, yeah, stormwater runoff from developed areas can also be a, a, a contributor. There's, they're really what we're talking about now. We had this big meeting yesterday. We need to do some additional research and field work where there's different sampling techniques that scientists can use as they go up into a waterway um, and they can sample for and determine whether, for example, the, 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 the bacteria that, that's there are coming from human sources or from animal sources. And that's an important thing in determining both the disease risk to humans and also the source. So is yeah. it coming from like they can even detect like caffeine in the water and artificial sweeteners. And if they find that, they know it's coming from human sources. If they don't find that, it might be coming from raccoons, birds something like that that makes sense so that's really a next step that needs to be done yeah yeah okay uh hey christian hang on for me for just a second uh, let me get a quick traffic on the fives with candy i'm um, not showing any slowdowns or delays 29 and uh quintet showing an accident but it looks like it has been moved off to the side everything else clear if you have traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy uh, back to christian wagley from healthy golf so christian i i'm inferring from the now uh, implemented restrictions that if we don't do something since we're on this trend towards losing space for oyster farming, that the concern is that if we don't really get this under control, we're going to lose more space, which means, of course, it's contaminated water, which is an inherently bad thing, but that we could potentially even lose sort of all of the ability to do oyster farming in the bay. Is that is that, a, is that the concern over time? That, that's certainly true. We are in a negative trend on, on this. Um, one oyster farmer, because of this closure, now is actually having to, at her expense, move her entire farm to a different area. Um, so she's been affected by this new closure. Um, so that's a, that's a big cost on her. Um, but there's even a bigger and, and worse issue going on here. So there's this issue, obviously, of these closures. Now, the important thing to understand is oysters can still live in these areas, even though if there's high bacteria, like the oysters are not... Um, they're not affected by that in terms of their ability to live there. Gotcha. It's just that they can harbor those back, those those pathogens that can affect us. The bigger issue, and this was reinforced in the meeting yesterday, is the, is the larger trends of oysters are all in a negative direction. Our local oyster um, population is absolutely decimated. It's been reduced by probably more than 90%, and all the recent wow. trends are still bad. When they go out and sample for them, when they go out and sample for them, it's, there are fewer oysters than there used to be. There's few less density of oysters than there used to be. They're smaller than they used to be. They're finding them in fewer places than they used to find them. Unfortunately, all the trends are terribly negative, and this is a reflection of water quality, poor water quality. Water, water, oysters are what we call a keystone species, so they're like an indicator um, of good and bad, and you know, it's almost like if a human being gets heart disease or diabetes or something as an adult, there's probably something going on with your lifestyle and your diet, and you know that's an indication, right? And the fact that oysters are so sick now is a reflection of, of poor water quality in our bays, and that's, and that's coming from what we do on the land, largely. Yeah. That's the way we develop um, it could be some from agriculture as well, but it's from what we do on the land. So we have we have really two problems that run alongside each other. Problem number one is the contamination and the uh, diseases that are bad for humans who eat the oysters farmed in the bay. Uh, the second one is the water quality, which is harming the oysters uh, and killing them. And obviously, that's an indicator of the overall health of the bay, which has greater consequences than just the oysters, which are themselves suffering. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it, we, God, we haven't even gotten into the fish farm, which I really wanted to talk with you about. Maybe we'll have to bring you back for that. But, um, you know, solutions here, you're the expert, but I'm guessing it's 
kind of the thing we've been beating the drum about, which is the, you know, get the septic converted over to sewer, um, get, you know, better land management practices when we're developing to prevent runoff. Um, and I, I mean, you tell me, am I, what, what pieces of this puzzle am I missing? No, you pretty much named those things. Yeah, um, con- converting um, areas on septic to sewer. And I think you know, you're not going to be able to do all of that at once. So you have to try to prioritize. There may be areas that are more problematic um, than others, areas in very low-lying areas. Septic systems need at least two feet between the bottom of the drain field and the water table to work properly. And there's probably areas along the bays where, um, especially the sea level rise, the water is pushing up beneath those septic tanks, and they're not, they're not working anymore the way they should. So the treatment's not going on. So you need to try to prioritize where the, the real hot spots and treat those first. Um, and as far as the, what's happening on the land, the, the, the real important thing to understand is probably the biggest thing that, and there's multiple things, but that's destroying these oyster reefs is what we call sediment, which is just loose soil, right? Yeah. It's dirt from the land. It's what's running off construction sites and dirt roads and farm fields and all of these things. And it, it literally smothers and buries the reefs. And when the scientists are out there looking, they're describing just this almost like a cloud of sediment on the on the bottom and the oysters are just being buried and even when they put shell out there new shell out there for the oysters to the, the, the baby oysters called spat to, to attach to because they have to have something hard um it's getting buried and smothered right away which is just a, a, a it's just a terrible situation out there right now so that's got to get stabilized so i am assuming again you tell me if i'm wrong i am assuming that the massive amount of cutting and developing particularly in Santa Rosa County, and I'm thinking particularly down on the peninsula, but it's certainly also true in the north end um, as well. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of this problem is connected with that, uh, particularly the loss of uh, water quality is connected with that. So my question to you is, is it a direct byproduct of the sheer volume of development, or is it a byproduct of development not done properly, both, neither, yeah, I don't know if I can characterize which. It's certainly both. Okay. You know, Santa Rosa County is one of the fastest growing in a state. Yeah. Um, and yes, there's a lot of examples of poor, poor erosion control practices on sites. But even even then, once you've converted that land to development, there's a certain amount of water that runs off that site now that wasn't there before. You've lost the trees that are there to, to soak that up. Sure. Um, we need more and more forests. We need a smaller development footprint. And that's a real challenge in Santa Rosa County that's supposed to grow by 56,000 people over the next 20 years. And whether the oysters can survive is going to be depend on how we accommodate all that new growth. And we've got to do better. I hear more and more voices for that in San Rosa County, especially now. So that, that there is that awareness among the public that we've got to change the way we're doing things. But the, unfortunately, the oysters in our bays, and they're so important because they filter the water. You right. can put oysters, it's like 50 gallons, 50 gallons a day of water that's filtered. You can put them in an aquarium with a cloudy water, and within a few hours, it's clear again. So they really change. They actually improve water quality, and we're, we're missing them right now. We've got to get them back. And if we can get the oysters back, we can maybe get our bays back. They're, wow. they're so important. Well, that, it's it's standpoint. it's a very sobering assessment. It's very concerning to me. Um, I know you've been working on this for a long time and trying to get people to pay attention, and hopefully we can get more people to pay attention, and maybe we can figure out how to do better so that we don't just have awareness of the problem but can actually remedy it a little bit. Christian Wagley, uh, he is Coastal Director for um, Healthy Gulf. Christian, as always, thanks for the work you do. Uh, thanks for teaching me, and uh, thanks for helping us to have a better and a healthier uh, waterways in our community. I appreciate the work, sir. 
You're welcome. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Andrew. You bet. 652 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters, today on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be discussing events coming up this month. Valentine's Day dinner, Atlas Beverage Class, Venetian Carnival Supper Club at Angelina's, dinner and an aria at Jackson's Steakhouse, and Pensacon. That's all today at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Sometimes the easiest upgrades make a home feel brand new, and new flooring is often one of those updates. Swapping worn-out floors or dated-looking carpet for luxurious wood-look vinyl plank is a quick and affordable way to transform a dated space into a modern home you can be proud of. With the largest selection of in-stock vinyl plank flooring at the guaranteed lowest price, Home Outlet is the destination for all of your home remodel needs. Visit the team at your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Average per gallon of gas, 350, 354 in Florida. Texas is 312 and California is 456. In Navarre, east and west of the Walmarts, 323. In uh, Tiger Point, 326 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 347 in Gulf Breeze proper. 329 at the Raceway in, uh, on uh, Highway 90 in Milton. 329 at the Pea Ridge Murphy and 339 going through Pace at Dime Moore. Uh, if you're going into Pensacola, 318 at the Neighborhood Market Walmart on Nine Mile. Same at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And coming in from the southwest side, best price is 329 at the TNC on Navy. Uh, let's get uh, traffic on the fives with Candy. Not showing any slowdowns or delays. We're watching an accident on Highway 29, it looks like, uh, in Quintet. But again, that has been moved off to the side. Not showing anything else. 98 looks accident-free. And certainly, if you see an accident or a slowdown, you can let us know. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The family of Tyree Nichols spoke yesterday at the historic Mason Temple in Memphis. That's where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his final speech the night before he was assassinated. Uh, Nichols stepped 
Father Rodney Wells says both he and Nichols' mother are, are hoping for protection as they mourn. Uh, the family says they want justice. Nichols' funeral being held today in Memphis. President Biden will be meeting with members of the Congressional Black Caucus at the White House today. They'll be talking about police reform. He's hosting a small group of caucus members uh, to talk uh, about police reform legislation and other priorities. And... The man who helped to mass produce Peeps Marshmallow Candies has passed away. Leaders at uh, candy company Just Born say Ira Bob Born passed away Sunday. Uh, he was 98. He was credited with creating the automation process to mass produce Peeps. And if you don't like Peeps, he also came up with the recipe for hot tamales candy. Oh, well, you 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 had me at the end. Also, he has been forgiven. <laughs> That's yeah. right, because I am an I am I an anti peeps. Are, yeah. So peeps my wife loves thing. peeps. The boys love peeps, and uh, uh, other people who have dubious tastes love peeps. But if you got if you made hot tamales, also. Uh, yeah, but if you took them out of the package most and they hard forgiven. up, you can throw them at people. No, they're they're a fantastic like they're a fantastic indoor weapon for people that have breakables and children. You know, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. Wow, what an interesting thing. All right, six fifty eight on News Radio ninety two three. Time for future news when we tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Um, all right, let's start with the oysters. Are we going to get oh this gosh. development, construction, sewer, all that under under control and be able to reverse the trend in water quality and disease that's harming the oysters and us through the oysters? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. That was I hope. It was. I agreed, I and I had heard. Today. I, I agreed. <laughs> I had heard me. about this and thought I knew a bunch, and now I'm horrified um so i really hope we can plaza ferdinand will they get that opened up for a sort of you know uh palafox market south oh yeah yeah no definitely will anybody protest it yeah because it's pensacola there's gonna be yeah Yeah. of course there's gonna be at least one or two uh alejandro mallorca will he get impeached by the house of representatives the secretary of uh, dhs uh yes uh yeah i mean the republicans are on a mission um will he get removed from office no no zero percent chance um social media age will a minimum age for social media be put in place you know we've got the surgeon general vivek murthy saying that ought to be higher 13 is not good enough what do you think uh i no, I mean, it, it, Facebook and whatever. It's not just for, like, old I would people. like to say the answer is yes. I'm not sure how enforcement is going to work. Although I think it's a good idea because, yeah. you know. Uh, and the back. Illinois gun law restricting everything, as Illinois does, has been put on hold and the hold has been uh, held, like, that's been stayed. Will they lose? Will that law be struck down as unconstitutional eventually? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think everybody knew that was coming, and thank goodness. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Bye.